Iconic makeup artist. Beauty industry revolutionary. Entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. Hey, you're listening to Long Story Short. It's me, Bobby. I'm here with Michelle, just uh, getting ready to do what we do, whatever that is. <laughs> So, Bobby, what kind of sneakers are you rocking today? I am wearing the greatest sneakers, literally. They are by uh, a company I happen to love called The Greats. And so I'm really looking forward to talking to the founder, Ryan. I can't really say his last name. I've tried 10 different times. Barzinian. Babenzinian. See, I was close. Barbazon. <laughs> Bar. <laughs> Ryan B. <laughs> Ryan B. Yo, Ryan B. No, I'm really excited to talk to him because, you know, who doesn't love sneakers? And who wouldn't love to say, yeah, I'm going to have a sneaker company. He not only has a sneaker company, he makes incredibly fashionable, comfortable, high quality sneakers out of Italy. But you can buy them at an affordable price. You could wear them with a suit. You could wear them with your jeans. And honestly, the more you walk the better you feel, so sneakers are the way to go. Here's my conversation with Ryan B. How do you pronounce your last name? Babenzine. Babenzine. Yes. Okay, Babenzine. Okay. It's what is that? German. German. Okay. Yeah. Babenzine. Tough to pronounce on it the is. first go. Babenzine. But then when you okay. really look at it. Yeah, then it makes sense. It's phonetic. I always say it's like Babenzian. The woman downstairs at your, your desk. Yeah didn't do well with it. She, uh-huh. act, I, she actually had a pronunciation that I've never... Really? Had. It was like Bazin Bab. Like she reversed the whole thing. I was like, what? Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Who, who's uh-huh. that? Uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, Ryan, it's good to see you. You too. Yeah. Um, are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. See, I just... That's why I asked you that question so you could say you're having a great day. You can't uh, ever say I anything see the else. In there. Right? That was you, clever. You can't ever say anything else. I could have said I'm having a good eh, day. Right. Are yeah. you having a good day? I'm having a great day. Yeah. I, um, I, that every time yeah. I see you, you feel like you're in a great mood. I was in not a great mood this morning, just because I was really tired. Because I ate some things last night I shouldn't have eaten, and it, it, I don't feel good when I don't eat the right food. Right. Yeah. So I, it took it took a while for me. And I brought my green powder. I forgot to drink it. Oh, well. Are you feeling better? Helps. So good. I am. I'm feeling better. You know, I'm get, I get a lot of energy from talking to people and hearing their stories. So um, we met once. We had lunch once or breakfast once. Lunch. But I'm get, it was lunch. Yeah, it was lunch. Okay. Oh, right. It was really hot, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, were, at the, we were at the Soho House. So um, we originally met because I somehow found your shoes through uh, a friend of mine, Rymar, Who's like what? A, this big handsome German guy. What do you mean you don't know the greats? I'm like I don't know the greats. He goes, How do you not know the greats? So I went on and I bought my favorite shoes, and I posted a picture of myself with a a guy Michael Kaysen. Yeah. And you reposted it, and damn it, I should have had a blowout. It was the worst <laughs> friggin' picture. <laughs> well, I thought you looked great, uh, and uh, it was my way of saying I kind of want to meet you. Uh, and you responded back. Yeah. Which was even better. Yeah, isn't yeah. that it's it's our internet is really weird. I, I mean, it's cool, but it's really weird that it allows people to have these like relationships. 
Yeah, and they're good and bad, right? Yeah. Well, like, I've never had a bad one. Well, I've had some. Okay. Not relationship, yeah. but people like accessing me right. in a way that, you know, as a founder of a company, sometimes you don't want to right. allow. Yeah, I, I usually have someone on my team that knows how to shut things down yeah, when they're do not too. working. We yeah. do too. But yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes you're like, whoa. Yeah. So where are you from? <clears throat> like, give me, your, give me your backstory. Where are you from? I'm from Long Island, mm -hmm. Suffolk County. Okay. You know, public school kid. Did all the sports. How, how many kids in your family? Just two, my brother and I. Okay. My brother's like a year and a half younger. Okay. And then... Uh, and what kind of household? What'd your parents do? Broken family. Okay. Divorced. Mm -hmm. Dad abandoned us when I was eight. Oh, man. I, I'm, I don't want to bum you out. Yeah. I'm just no, telling no, no, you, no, you no. wanted to know the story. Yeah. Here it is. His loss. His loss. Yeah. But honestly, like, it, it gives you a a different right. context of the world at, at a young age. And you, some people don't make it and others do. Right. And for me, it was probably the best thing that ever happened. It actually made me the person I am today. But I was raised by a single mom and that mm. was a you know a big influence on my life and yeah. still is today in the way I think I run my company. And, right. and I just have a different view on and, the world. And what, what did mom do for a living? Mom worked in advertising. Mm. I mean, she was a housewife at, right. uh, until she had to like, right. oh Get shit, like we got to pay the rent. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it wasn't easy. Right. She worked hard. Have you ever reconnected with your dad or not? Never. No. I talked. I had a relationship with my dad till I was eighteen, or uh -huh. you know, I guess yeah. you call it a relationship. And then, and then I was I was going to Fordham. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> I played lacrosse my whole life. I had uh -huh. some scholarships. I didn't. I decided not to play in college. And the reason was my dad was a high school lacrosse coach. My name was well known in the in, in the world through through my dad as well. And I was angry, and felt like he was going to get credit when he did shit for me, so I didn't play. Biggest regret of my life. But going to Fordham, I asked him for like, you know, beer money and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I can't help you. And I said, well, if you can't even do this, like you won't pay my education, you won't even help me with books, you're not really a parent. Yeah. You know, and that was it. I, was, I never talked to him again. Uh, you know, people are flawed. You know, people are flawed. <laughs> oh, sure, well, that's a pretty people, big flaw. You know, but luckily you had your mom who's kind of took over Yes, you know? she she doubled down right. on the yeah. support and love, right. which I probably benefited more from. So mm -hmm. I, I, this is not a yeah. sob story whatsoever. Right. But yeah. it's it's as an adult, I don't have children yet, but I I do I do not understand how a parent could behave that way. Right, still, it still baffles me. There's probably some reason that you don't know, and one day maybe you will find out, so you could at least you know find compassion, like. You know, whatever. I'm long. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm long past that. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm well healed. Yeah, well healed. Okay, so so tell me, you went to college. I did. I went to Fordham. Okay, Economics. four years. Four years. Thought I was going to work work on Wall Street. Uh huh. Interned at a bank, mm -hmm. and then said, "This this is not what I want to do." So, what was your first job? Uh, my first job, like yeah, out of like school? Yeah, like out of college, yeah. because oh, I had a lot in high school. Yeah. Um, I moved to L.A., became an assistant at a talent agency in Hollywood. Okay, uh, did you just walk in the door, fill out an application? Did you know someone? <laughs> nope, I knew nobody. Right. I moved to L.A. with $2,000 and two suitcases. These are like the old yeah. school stories. Yeah. Like, I was like, that looks interesting. I like pop culture. There's good, and it, there seems to be like intensity in that, sort of industry which I liked and I and that's what I did and I answered an ad in the back of the Hollywood Reporter like a written ad and got an interview and got the job after obsessively 
calling literally every day. Like, I can do this. Please hire me. I know you're interviewing. And I just never, I, for two weeks. And then they said, you know what? Just try. Come in. Didn't they think you were a complete lunatic? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I am a okay. complete lunatic. All right. <laughs> you don't seem to be a lunatic. Well, I'm, but, I'm, I'm, I'm you know. much more measured now. Okay. But back then, yeah. when you're in like super survival mode, like you will literally, you know, that it's what you do. You run through a wall to get it done. And probably why I wound up doing what I am now. So, so how long did you stay as an assistant? Uh, I was an assistant for a year and then got promoted and mm -hmm. then I went to another agency. Right. What did you get promoted from an assistant? Well, uh, you become an agent. Okay. Um, but assistant I, to agent? Well, it was in a this was a commercial okay. agency and I didn't gotcha. want to do that. So I, I told them I'd stay for mm -hmm. a little while, but ultimately I want to go to the big, right. the big three. Okay. ICM, William Moore, CAA, and I went to ICM and then kind of grew from there and became a manager. And I did that for 10 years. And what did you manage? Celebrities, and it was a great, uh, it was a great experience. I mean, I I got to celebrities weird, as you probably yeah. know, uh, but you got access to things that money didn't allow you to. Celebrity mm -hmm. has a different level of of access, right. so it was fun. Like, like, what were some surprises? Without saying names, I mean, no, I, I mean, I got to travel the world in uh -huh. a way that most people don't, and you know, there was this one time we were in Monte Carlo with the with Prince Albert, like going down to Jimmy's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was, as a 27 year old, right. like that's pretty insane. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. And then all of the shit you hear about happened mm -hmm. and is all true. Right. And at a, again, as a guy in his 20s, it was fun. Mm -hmm. that, that was fun. Yeah. But then I said, I don't want to do this anymore because I got tired of, of babysitting because mm -hmm. I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, again, celebrity is, a, is an evil thing in, in, in many instances, and it creates an alternate universe for them, and it can be damaging, and I didn't want to fix it. So how did you stop? Do you just quit and leave and go away? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah, I left and just said, I don't know what, I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. Um, I tried to produce. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I okay. spent all my money that I had saved trying to do that. And what what did you try to produce? I was I was pitching TV, film, and had like some interesting package stuff. Uh, you know, almost sold a few shows to MTV. The internet was becoming more meaningful, and and you know we were working on hy hybrid shows that were half internet, half television. This is in like 2003, so it was really early days. Uh, but ultimately, I had to get a job. So I, sp I spent about two years trying to do that and then went back to work. And is that when you started consulting for fashion brands? Yeah, I was consulting okay. through the management part and continued right. to do that. And so did you go back and get a job or did you start your own I consulting? did. I went back and became the head of entertainment marketing at Puma. Okay. Um, and, and my skill set was really well suited for what 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 that job was be becoming. Internet prod, you know... Uh, short form programming, internet content, all the things that are common today were pretty new then. And I was leaning into it pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. uh, plus my understanding of the space and the culture and my entertainment experience, it all kind of came together. So um, like, so what kind of things would you put together? Like what kind of deals? Like we were doing, you know, I did a deal with Christian Siriano to take all, uh, take anything out of the Puma collection. He had just won that show, right. uh, Project uh, Runway, or whatever Project it was. Yep. He was like season one winner. 
So I did a deal with him where he would take anything from that, from our collection and make unique one of ones. Mm -hmm. And then I hired, uh, or I did a deal with Estelle, who was a new R&B singer at the time, who went on to become like- Estelle. Right. Right Uh before that record came out. So I was spotting, I had my entertainment Uh eye, I spotted this great, these two pieces of great talent. And I put them together and, and she did a series of in-store concerts for us that it, wearing couture pieces out of all things Puma. Wow. Right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. That was the kind of shit I was doing. Okay. And how long did you do that? Five years. Okay. Five years. Then I went to another sneaker company um, for three years and then I started Greats. Before you started to create a brand, why sneakers? Was it you just wanted a brand and you thought, oh, sneakers would be cool? Like, what was your motivation behind it? Okay, so this is going to go, like, counterintuitive to my dad's story. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a public school gym teacher. His uniform was whatever he wore and, and sneakers. My dad had 10 to 15 pairs of sneakers before anybody had 10, right? That's what mm-hmm. gym teachers had. That, for sure influence my obsession with sneakers beyond like way before greats i was always into gear like stuff and Mm -hmm. sneakers were one of those things and then it's you know then i went on to work at two sneaker companies my brother became the creative director of supreme Uh so like we like and neither of us have a family that comes from this world at like not even remotely close does he still do that your uh, no, he left uh, four years ago and launched his own brand called Noah, which okay. is a kind of progressive, more adult version of Supreme, if you will. Mm-hmm. Doing great, right? But that for sure was a as a that was the influence. And then I just learned, you know, I knew the business, right? So customer first, knew the space, understood the culture, was in the culture. There, you, there it is. So. Uh, when did you get the idea for greats? Because you had never been on your own, done no, anything. not really. Own. I was always entrepreneurial. Maybe. Yeah. Like I really challenged the corporate culture I worked in all the time. So let's just call that entrepreneurial right. spirit. Yeah. It didn't always translate well, that's that That's a way. nice way to say it. I'll have to remember that. I challenged the corporate culture. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll have to remember that. That's well, a nice it wasn't way. perceived that way all the time. Yeah, there I'm was sure. a lot of like, yeah. hey, dude, like, why right. do you want to do it this way? Right. And, and the simple fact was a lot of stuff just doesn't, it makes no sense. Right. Right. And people just get mm-hmm. comfortable in the way they do it. And that's why they do it that way. I, I never, I still don't. I can't, I just can't. I can't stop. So that's that. Um, but the idea from Grace came. While I was at K-Swiss, it was very clear that that distribution was changing, right? Stores were just starting to become really ineffective, boring, homogenous. You could get the same shit everywhere from Barney's down to Macy's all the way across the board and whatever internet site. And that was going to have a big impact, I thought. And and Warby had launched. And, and I thought, wow, that's, that's, that's a great business model. Um, and then I said, can we do this in sneakers? I thought, yeah, Zappos was around. It was already selling billions of dollars worth of stuff. People were comfortable, comfortable buying sneakers online and that's where it all came together. So in 2014, well, 2013, we kind of pre-launched, tested, and then went really live in 14. With how many styles? Three. 
And how did you even know where to get them made? Industry. Yeah. Working in the industry. I didn't work in production, but I had enough. Uh, I knew enough. I knew enough people to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So what was your first order? How many pairs? Like how many pairs did you we order? Made, so in beta, mm -hmm. we made 2,400 pairs. Okay. And we sold them in 90 days. Uh-huh. And no marketing. Right. Just put then them Then how'd off. you sell them? Press. Uh-huh. Instagram. Okay. Right. Word of mouth. Mm-hmm. The best way. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. how you do it. That's how you start. That's the old school way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, digital word of mouth is a little different. Like you can get a lot of traction. What used to happen at the high school cool kid or the water cooler now happens on Instagram, right? Okay. But it so it can go quicker. Uh, but we we did that. Oh, really cool. And then what happened after that? Raised a little money. Okay. Restocked, added a third style. In June of 14, we launched the business. I hired my first employee and to do what? What was their job? All kinds of shit. Like it, he was like a general, he's, his five-year anniversary was yesterday. Uh, what does he do now? All kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. and does he have a business card? <laughs> well, we don't have business cards really. But uh -huh. Does he have a title? Yeah, it's, uh, it's morphed. It was yeah. director of operations and finance, and now it's director of special projects. Okay. And yeah, he does, you know, at some point he's touched every part of the business, right. but uh -huh. he's still... So he has. He was a former banker, so mm -hmm. he's like a really smart guy, and works where we need. Uh -huh. Like, how can we get more efficiency out of customer service? I don't know. Let's go figure it out. And that's. And we still do that. Well, like, how many employees do you have now? Twenty-five. Okay. And how fast is the business growing? Ooh, I didn't know we were gonna get so. No, no. I mean, is, I mean, no, no, no. But I mean, well, is because I don't believe in necessary fast growth because then you don't okay wait a second i'm going to answer that question yeah how fast did your business grow the first five years year over year pretty fast double uh, yeah easily okay so yeah. that's pretty fast yeah it was it was fast but but we didn't but we had 10 products and then we added slowly started adding more you know it wasn't but like you a doubled full the business every single year for five years straight maybe more oh it sounds like more i don't even know i think so and then you just started adding more products all i know is the first lipstick was 15 dollars, and when i left the brand it was a billion that's all i know i don't know anything else okay i don't know that's numbers. a lot of growth yeah so we've doubled the business every year except mm -hmm. for one year which was last year strategically because uh -huh. we had a lot of shit to figure out right growing that's, it's called growing pains that's right yeah. And and every early stage company goes to that. Right. So I think we we kind of you know mm -hmm. learned what we needed to learn, and now yeah. we're back to that. Now we're back to right. that growth. And you have a business partner? No, no, you don't. I did. Oh, I had a, I had a co-founder oh, when we okay. launched the business, ah. but he hasn't been involved oh, from almost been. the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So because his name's still in the yeah because I okay. you know he was a co-founder. Sure. What's I'm he not, doing now? Playing golf. Okay. He, right. he, he, we diverged very early. Okay. He had another thing that was going on the side that became his full-time thing. Okay. And then, uh. I always thought it was the actor, but it's not. It, he's, no. No, I always thought that you were, you were partnered with the actor because he has the same name. <laughs> he does. Yeah. John Buscemi is <laughs> right. his name. Yeah, I was like, whoa, Steve that guy. Steve Buscemi is Steve, the actor. Steve, right, yeah. That's so uh, I'm like, oh, and, that's so cool. I didn't know that Steve Buscemi has this hip, cool shoe company. <laughs> so what's your, keeps you up at night? Like, what is the biggest thing that just. How much? How long is this show? Because uh, most entrepreneurs and founders, yeah, we don't let go of stuff. Well, I've we been, try. I I actually think I've been good at it, uh -huh. but now 
I think I need to not let go as much because, you know, a founder's vision never gets translated the way it is in here, right? So the more you give, you know, just kind of let people do their jobs, which I do, I really do. Then the more, the more risk there is at like, that's not exactly how I wanted it. And, and, and you that's don't, okay. It doesn't have right. to be exact, yeah. right. but it, it needs to be within like a tolerance of like 3%. And when it goes out to 8%, you're like, okay, I got to get back in there and do that. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like to see things. Like I like when other people are doing things like Michelle does one of our Instagrams, you know, I always go back in and every once in a while I'll put another picture up because I think it looks boring Better. or I'll... Or, you know, I just think the whole thing needs something or, you know, she does Insta stories like no one's business. Right. Like I've never, ever taken down or touched an Insta story. But the gram, you know, I needed more blue. I needed more of this. <laughs> you know, she's just well, a You know, I, we have a great young guy, Brandon, mm -hmm. who who was an intern for two years and manages our Instagram. And he does a really, really good job. I appreciate his aesthetic. It is different than mine. Right. But that's okay. I don't like my personal Instagram is where you can like you see that. My business Instagram, greats, is representing something slightly right. different. Right. But I did still... the Instagram for the first year and it was very different. But, you know, brands evolve. And are you selling on Instagram? Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. I, I think Instagram is a better discovery tool than a transactional one mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know anybody that's been really successful at driving revenue mm -hmm. from a transactional basis on Because it Instagram. just, well, it brings you to the website. Yep. Anyways. But yeah, but you would, I would credit that directly with that in-session sale for, for Instagram. And that, that's, that doesn't happen as much as people would like to believe it would, including myself. When, it, when that feature went live, I was like, oh, this is going to be a total game changer. It wasn't. Great discovery, though. Like, that's how we drive discovery. But you're also in one retail yep. store, right? Nordstrom. Yeah, and that's, like, your your only retail partner? Uh, yeah, traditional. I mean, we're on jcrew.com, which is not a traditional right. wholesale partnership. It's a little bit different, but it's modern retail. I, you know, we're... Um, but no, the only one that we sell to is, is Nordstrom. Okay. Not f because people... Look, we've been approached by all of them. And we have a thing coming up with Bergdorf uh, for International Women's Day in, in a couple of weeks. What, so but, like a pair But that's of, an event, uh, yeah. right? Okay. That's an event with an yeah. artist mm -hmm. for a for thing. Um, I, I, I think that traditional retail continues to be challenged and isn't really ready to partner with a digitally native brand because we think different. We act different. We don't develop on calendar the way fashion does. Like... All of that shit goes out the window, and when they want, they think they want to work with us, and then we tell them, "Cool, we deliver spring on April fifteenth." They're like, "Well, no, we need it in the door in January." I'm like, "Well, it's fucking snowing out. So right. Why would I put spring in the store?" Yeah, but that's their way. I know, I know, it's amazing. It's, yeah, it, I, it never made sense. To right. Me yeah. Before the internet. Oh. Like, no, I actually recently started looking for white blazers because every year in June I look for a white blazer, and it's too late. So this year I started in February. Now. Yeah. And I just ordered two white blazers. I'll try them on. Whatever fits, I'll send the other one back. And, um, you know, I don't go in store. Dude, right? I don't go in store. I, know, I don't. But some people still do. Oh, no. It, some people still do. I mean, do. the majority still do. Yeah. But, but if you really look at that, I think the, I think the stat is 70% of the people are shopping in store still. But the generation is where it starts to get, like, 
So younger generations are shopping in direct stores. They are. The younger generation? Like, yeah, like millennials are shopping yeah. in Greats, Warby. Uh-huh. Like they shop right. in those stores. But not department stores. Right. Right. I'd much rather go to one store and go home. But even now, I just do it online and, you know. You don't what? need to shop, by the way. I would imagine you don't need anything. Um, I need to update certain things, but the big joke is I always look the same. No matter what, <laughs> I, I wear jeans, black pants, and a navy sweater. But, um, you know, which is, I'm, I'm actually going to India for a, a, a job and I have to look presentable. And it's like 100 degrees there. And I'm like, I'm going to have to buy something. Right. I don't have like, you know, photo ready clothes. For India. For India. Like, yeah. on, like, like a, on a stage in front of 800 people. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I need to. Well, it's not going to be outdoor, is it? No, but I hear it's like it's so hot there. Yeah, but they have AC inside. Have you been to India? No. No. China, no. you've been? Many times. Yeah. Okay. Hot Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So where are the shoes made? Italy. Italy. Every, 100% Italy. Uh, not Was not the case. Okay. We were about 70% okay. uh, since we launched, mo- was, was Italian. And uh, late last year, we moved all production to Italy. So mm-hmm. Q2 of this year. Everything that you buy from Greats will be made in Italy. Okay. And how did you get that name, Greats? I know, right? No, my friend, other friend is a company called Hello. Hello, Greats, Harry's. Like, those are really good names. Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah. We didn't own it in the beginning. So the first- Someone else owned- the Well, the URL for Greats was taken. Mm-hmm. So we launched this Greats brand. Okay. We registered Greats, though, yeah. for footwear. Like, right. that was all trademark. That We got mm-hmm. that. But we the URL was taken. Yeah. And then we waited and got it at a pretty fair price. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought that the, the thesis of our brand was there are great silhouettes in all of, of the sneaker space that at any given time, let's call it there's 10, mm-hmm. and they, they come in and out in style. But there's this consistent 10. And we wanted to innovate around the greatest silhouettes in sneakers. And that's how the design thesis was being developed. And then we were naming it all kinds of weird shit. And then one day we were like, why don't we just call it greats? You know, the greatest all all time, the goat. Like these were like references to the sneaker culture that I thought would translate. The name itself was really familiar out of the box. Like, boom, greats. Yeah. Here we are. And you also do a lot of like cool partnerships. We do. Actors, celebrities, like brands. Yeah, like what are some of your favorites? Uh, Well, we have another one with Billions, which is a Showtime show. Uh, No, I don't know Billions. It's my favorite show. It's great, right? Yeah. I know, I love it. I got to go to the set with them and hang out. Have you been on it? Have you been a guest? On the TV? Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. What the hell would I do on that? I don't know. You could write yourself in. Oh, God, no. I would never do that. Yeah. A Jonathan Tish who was on this podcast, he was in Billions. He, He had them write him in. Well, I'll, you know, you call the producers yeah. and like, you should have like startup guys on yeah. there. <laughs> um, so that's coming out. The second one will happen in, uh, I think the season premiere is March 17th. So we're, we're releasing our second collaboration with that one. That one, last year it sold out in 15 minutes. Wow. Total. 15 minutes. And then somebody tried to sell it on eBay for like $13,000. Oh my God. So that was fun. Wow. Um, we've done... Celebrities. We we did a great collaboration with a, a football player named Marshawn Lynch. Uh, we love that. I made shoes for President Obama. Aww. Miss you, man. Um, so yeah, we we're selective with who we work with, right? Uh, and we've been incredibly fortunate of the level that we have been able to work with. Well, tell me about the most important one where you you did a something called "Be One of the Greats." Yeah. 
be one of the greats. Well, that was me, so I was. Yeah, just I, was, kinda, I was. I was just, say, I was like, just setting well, setting up for it. Like, but yeah. I mean, what you did with the, yeah. the for the charity that I, was incredible. Well, I'm apparently I'm still doing it. I the press keeps coming and coming and it's, coming. Okay, how much press did you get on that? I don't know. I guess a, a lot. lot. Yeah. So it was Ryan's idea, and we were talking that um, I wear the like your shoes to everything, and I have a had a closet full of the fanciest red soled shoes because I had a really nice, um, you know, uh, expense account when I was at the brand and I would just buy a lot of shoes and I never wore them because they were so uncomfortable. So I sold the shoes, put it on um, uh, thread up. What was it called? It's not thread, fed up. Thread up. Thread, thread up. up. Yeah. Thread up. We sold them. I believe they're all sold. They're all sold and the money went to um, Girls Inc. So, so how good how good did that feel? Yeah, it felt one. really good. It wasn't my idea entirely. It yeah. was collaborative because okay. you told me you were like getting rid of all gonna, these yeah, shoes. Right. And I was like, whoa, wait. Right. What if we did something crazy? Yeah. So be one of the greats. And I mean, truth is there was this, she she got a pair before I gave them away. She came oh, over you, and got to, you she got to pick one. No, you... <laughs> I, said, I said, Michelle, you want a pair? Are you guys so, the same size? Um, yeah. You are you are in thousand dollar shoes. I get it. Yeah, in size seven, right? <laughs> yeah, we both wear sevens. Yeah, I've got. I'm, I mean, you're gonna have to start wearing in some of my <laughs> some of my shoes. Break in or shoot. We'll make yeah. we'll make a softer one for you. This one is a new book, so it just was. It's just a different. But it's it's like a pillow. I it's know. like walking on air. You hear that, people? Walking Greats on air. It's like walking on air. Greats is like walking on air. <laughs> <laughs> so what else are you gonna do with greats? Like like. Will there be a great black pants? Will there be a great Good sweater? Question. Here's our view on category extension. We we have a lot to do left in right. in this one category. Uh, you know, we added women in March of seventeen. Okay. Ah. We have a lot of work to do there. Okay. There's a big opportunity ahead of, ahead of us for women, and there's probably one in in children's and kids. Right. Yeah. And we want to get all that right. I mean, I just it's just a big opportunity. There's a huge business for us in that space. After that, right. we'll get into the other stuff. And so the answer is, yeah, we're definitely going to do black pants or sweatshirts or hats or accessories. So what else is going on in your life? You're getting married? Getting married. When? September-ish. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, this is the thing. We were going to get engaged. We were going to elope. Oh, you're not engaged yet? No, no, no. Oh, you're going to get married sorry, first. Sorry. I was okay. saying we were going to elope. Okay. But now it's turned into a quasi mini wedding. Right. My fiance is is the director of marketing for Aesop, mm-hmm. the, the cosmetic. And, right. You know, yeah. so she's really busy. I'm really busy planning a wedding. So we're gonna do some hybrid, like a small okay. thirty-five person mm-hmm. local. Have you like made the list, and does that actually work? My list is so short. Yeah. That it's really for her. Clearly, I'm not on it, but yes. <laughs> you, you don't. You would not want to come to this wedding. But I'm, you know, I still I'm a dude from Long Island. Right. right? That's where you know. So yeah. you can probably get all of that in your head. What you know, my friends, I'm still my best friends are still the guys I grew up with. Okay. So really good friends are really hard yeah. to find. I once was lucky enough. I got to go out for pizza with Mickey Drexler and the Bronx Boys. Oh, man. That was insane. Like kid, My like, dream like date. <laughs> kids he went to like fourth grade with, you know, really funny. I told you when I met you that yeah. like, I hope that our friendship uh-huh. develops into the one that you had with Mickey. Uh, I need a mentor. Uh, 
Will you be my mentor? I don't know if I have the, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have the capabilities of, but you know, I, I'm really good at giving advice. I don't you know if it's right or not. Unsolicited advice. I mean, when you don't ask. Yeah. If I see something, like if if you haven't eaten lunch today, I might look at you and say, "What the hell? Why haven't you eaten lunch?" That's a question. Yeah. That's not advice. What? Why haven't you eaten lunch? No, if you're Jewish, that's the same as advice. Go advice fucking eat lunch. Advice is go eat. Go eat lunch. <laughs> so, um, if you can give everyone listening one piece of advice about they want to do their thing, what would it be? Like, and and they could say, "Well, I heard this from Ryan." This has probably been told a hundred times, but like, trust your gut. Because the reality is most people are going to tell you, don't do it. You can't do it. You're never going to do it. That's what you're going to get. And they're right. You can't most of the time. If you believe them, you definitely can't, right? Obviously. And uh, you have to just be obsessed with whatever this idea is. And if you're not, then don't try it. Because, Because it is a total onslaught of just beatdowns daily. Every day, all day. Even when you're winning, it's amazing. You're you're not right. you know you're trying to satisfy an employee or you're an investor or a customer or it's, or a wife or a kid. Wait till you have those. All of that. Wait till you have those. That's outside the yeah. work. Um, but yeah, you have to trust your gut and be obsessed and just focus down and just keep going. And where could people find you? Greats.com is our website. And your Instagram. Greatsbrand.com. Okay. All right, guys, if you haven't tried the greats, try them. They're amazing. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. That was my chat with Ryan B., CEO of my favorite sneaker company. I cannot wait to see what else this guy does. And that's it for this episode of Long Story Short. If you like the show, tell a friend. Also, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, email them to askbobbybrown at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at justbobbybrown and let me know who you'd like me to interview, anything else you want to see. Thanks for listening. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production.